welcome back to the Legacy Through Motherhood podcast. If you are new here, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. I'm Stephanie, and on this podcast, we talk about so much, (laughs) but the main driver behind every conversation is generational change, and we have conversations about our marriages and mindset, our health, finances, faith, parenting, I mean, I can go on, and if you go to simsarrows.com, S-I-M-S arrows.com, and just search podcast directory, all of the episodes that I've ever done are separated out by category in case you are more interested in one of those topics over the other. But okay, let's jump into the topic today, which is a conversation that I had with a soul alignment business coach, and she is super passionate about propelling women into the greatness that they are called to, and she's equally passionate, hello, why is she on the podcast, about teaching women how to break generational curses within their families, just really reminding us that we do not have to be a product of our past or you know follow in the footsteps of those before us. Like We can leave a new legacy for our children and for generations to come, and she genuinely, genuinely believes that there is greatness in each and every one of us. And she is so gifted in being able to call out that greatness in such a way that creates this movement. And you will really be able to tell once we start having this conversation that that is like beyond true. She has written a book also that is called Powerful Beyond Belief, which covers mindset, motivation, and it really just pushes you to live in your true purpose. So without further ado, here is our powerful, powerful guest, LaDondra Hervey. All right. Welcome, LaDondra, to the Legacy Through Motherhood podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, Stephanie, for having me. It's an honor. I look forward to our conversation. Yes, me too. Can you go ahead and give some of my listeners um, just a little bit of an introduction to who you are, uh, what you do, kind of what your story is? Absolutely. So for me, Stephanie, um, I'm a soul alignment business coach and I specialize in helping women of faith to go from purpose to profit and beyond into legacy impact. And that really was fueled for me um, for my youth because I grew up in a um, troubled household where there was a lot of drug abuse and alcoholism in the household. And um, I, be, growing up, I just used to always be like, I'm going to break the generational cycle. I'm going to break the generational cycle. I really didn't know what that meant. I always had a heart for entrepreneurship, but I didn't know what that the form that that was going to take. Um, and I used to always say, OK, so in breaking the generational cycle, like how can I be of highest purpose and, and stand in my gifts and all the things? And that just be it was a it was a journey for me in discovering who I was and who God had created me to be. But in doing so, like I hit a lot of hard, uh, hard patches in trying to figure out who I was without conforming to other people's way and other people's model and how people, the, the world did business versus how God did business. And so, um, after I found my own way, then I just made it my mission to, uh, create my faith-based business community, which it's uh, called Women Operating Kingdom Enterprises. And for short, it's woke. And that's where we focus on helping the women go from purpose to profit and beyond into legacy impact. I love that. And so you are a business coach, correct? Yes. Okay. That is correct. And so what are the main things that you are um, – do you feel like you are kind of leading women out of this, um, you know, just like this hustle culture 
that we live in. I know that just um, getting to know you, like even before this recording and interview and stuff, um, you were talking about how it's so it's so easy. And I can tell you this just from like even my own perspective. You know, I've been in business now for like a year and a half with this, but it's really, really easy to look at other people or coaches or, um, you know, just people who are kind of that step ahead of you or that step that you want to be and think like, what do they do? How many times do they post? How many interviews do they do? How many episodes do they do a week? How many, you know what I mean? Like it's really easy to get lost in the numbers game. Um, and not really just kind of, I don't know, like be really intuitive and really connected to, God and like what your uh, business really should be and what the purpose should be. So do you feel like you find women or you typically lead women out of this like cultural hustle culture into kind of finding their purpose and how to align their business with their faith? Absolutely. And I, I appreciate you for asking that question because I was in that hustle culture and because I bought the, I bought the lie that you had to do that. Like if you're, if you're not hustling, you're not making money. And I had to figure out that like God's definition of hustle looked totally different from the world's way of hustle. Now, yes, there are seasons where we have to like hustle in those seasons, but it's totally different from trying to hustle in comparison to what somebody else is doing, some other coach or somebody else that's in our industry. And and when, what I found is when you do that, then you'll find yourself lost. You find yourself like comparing yourself and trying to measure up to something that you were never created to be. And then you, 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 it's like, then you start to play underneath your God given potential because you're trying to replicate something that's already been created when you were born to stand out. And so absolutely, I, um, I, I try to help the women um, who are coach to step out of that model and to get into a place where they're in complete alignment with who God has called them to be and then create a structure around that. Because if you do, if you, you're, you're trying to follow somebody else's model, then you're out of bounds with what he has intentioned for you. And you find yourself feeling inadequate, insufficient, and just overworking when you never had to do that. Sure. And so what does that look like? So what is like, what are, what are those conversations, even those like initial conversations that you have with clients who are like, okay, I clearly need to work with you because I'm clearly in this like rat race, right? Of like trying to either hit numbers or, you know, they've been hustling and grinding and doing the thing and they just haven't really seen a lot of results. And it's like you were saying, probably because you're not aligned. <laughs> and so everything feels like, you know, the whole imposter syndrome and, um, you know, you feel just like not right. Like you're spinning your wheels, but you're not and maybe you're like, you feel like you're giving a million and 10%, but you're not really getting the outcome that you want. And so, so many people give up at that point, right? Um, and so what are some, what's, what does that look like? Like a window into your coaching of like, how does someone go from kind of that hustle grind in like numbers focused and others focused to really feeling like, okay, now I feel aligned in my faith. I feel like I've taken on God as like a partner with me. What does that look like when you are coaching someone? Absolutely. So for me, there's a baseline that I use in just the initial 
uh, coaching, and it's it stems from um, a, a book that I wrote called Powerful Beyond Belief. And the first part of that is it's about creating awareness. It's and when I say creating awareness, that's about you becoming conscious of any lies that you've been taught to believe. Um, it's you becoming uh, conscious of who is the true self versus the false self, because a lot of times we're living somebody else's dream. We're living up to some trying to live up to somebody else's expectations or somebody else's model to success or whatever that we we perceive as successful. And so we try to I try to help them to identify what 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 are what are the layers like what's the the layers that are not congruent to who God has created them to be. And then once we figure out what those layers are that's not congruent, those lies, those broken beliefs and all of the, the the trauma and drama, then we go to a place and we start to create reconciliation. Um, and so when I say uh, reconciliation, this is us regaining sight to our true authentic self, reclaiming who we were initially created to be. We're coming out of the old and stepping into the new, waking up to our calling to embrace our divine purpose, pruning the things that that don't belong and then keeping the things that do belong, strengthening um, the things that really truly defines us and make us who God has, has created us to be. What are those natural gifts? What are those natural tendencies? What is that natural wiring? Um, if you wasn't, if you didn't have to perform for nobody else, but an audience of one, what would that look like for you? How, what would be the truth about what you believe that God has called you to be? Um, and so we, we reconcile and we come into a place of, of, um, being who we are. And then from there, then um, the the last step is then we'll create alignment. What's a what is alignment um, to? your purpose. Um, you're waking up to your divine calling and you're starting to take those bold new steps to becoming that person. Because a lot of people, we like to pray a lot, but we won't take our prayers, the, the prayers that's on our knees and put them into action. And the word tells us that faith without works is dead. And so I'm teaching you in the alignment, like, okay, so now we know who we are. We know whose we are. We know, we know the truth about ourselves. So now let's create a strategy and a plan to walk this out, um, according to your divine calling so that you can be salt and light and be seen for the person that you were created to be. I love that. And I love that you were talking about redefining success. I feel like in different circles that I'm in right now, that's a big, that's a big one. That's a big conversation that's happening because, you know, it's so easy to, um, to look, and I'm a, I don't know if you follow the Enneagram at all, but I'm going to, I'm a three, like on the Enneagram, I'm a achiever for sure. Like I am very much like, um, I want the big, the big results, the big numbers, and I want it like quickly. And I really have to work on enjoying the journey. Um, and not just like, being disappointed because I didn't hit X numbers or X, you know, whatever the same time someone else might have. And what I've actually really learned as I've kind of been re- this business, good Lord, doesn't the business like completely refine you and <laughs> like really make mm-hmm. you look inward and humble yourself. Um, but something that I've really learned is redefining success for myself has been really, really healthy because um, I started this business actually when we had seven little ones. My husband and I are also foster parents and we had um, six kids under five um, and one (laughs) six-year-old. And that is when I started. Like That was the ground floor of this podcast and this business and whatever else. And 
Um, I remember before we said yes to that placement, it was a placement of three. Uh, there's a whole story there. But before we said yes to that placement, I had like this whole plan laid out for my business, like a whole thing, you know, like I was ready to run. I was ready to go. Like I'm a go getter, you know, whatever. And then we got the call for these three babies. And I just, Mm -hmm. I felt like this tension in my heart of like, okay, (laughs) I know that this business is something that I'm called to, but I'm also called to love on these babies. And so that was the first time I feel like God just like put a something like a, not even a roadblock, like a, just something in front of me to say, slow down. (laughs) Like, don't just bolt out of this gate, like a freaking racehorse. Like I need you just to like, stay with me, you know? And so we ended up saying yes to that placement. And anyways, what that taught me, those kids um, eventually reunified. But what that taught me was that this business I started in the exact season God intended me to start it in. I am not an empty nester. I do not have, you know, a bunch of older children. I have, at the time I started, tons of little babies. <laughs> and so I am not going to be able to run the same way I possibly could have if I, you know, were in a different season of life. And so I think that's a really beautiful thing that I've learned is that whatever season of life you're in and whatever, you know, that wherever you've started that business, that is exactly where God intended you to be. The struggles you're feeling, the facing, you know, whatever, like that's what my people in my community are going to connect with are the, <laughs> the little babies, the hectic life, the chaos, trying to balance it all. Like that is just like a gift to be able to redefine success for the season that you're in. I totally love that. And I love that, that you you pointed out on the redefining success from your story, because I, I mean, like having seven kids at one time, says that's that's commendable. You have a, a, a level of strength that I don't right now, <laughs> but you never know. But what I will say is that in that time is that it sounds like you, you redefine success by making priority priority. And you make priority priority by making what God was putting before you as the priority and trusting that the rest, he would work itself out in its timing because everything is where it says is in Everything is made beautiful in its timing. And I just, you know, when we do things in the right season and the right order and we're not hustling to get those numbers or we're not hustling to, you know, do things out of bounds and out of season, then that's when God can bless it the most. And so I think that we have to get to a place to where we uh, we we start to trust the process over trying to trust what we can control. And mm, I'm yep. not a three, but I am an eight, which uh, on the Enneagram, uh, which is the mm-hmm. challenger. And, um, but I associate a lot with what the three has going on too. And so, <laughs> so <laughs> it can be really hard and you have to really be like, okay, so like, where am I at? What season am I in? Like, and, and start to just really kind of, like you say, I'm going to keep using that word, like redefining like success and making priority priority and making sure that you're walking in the pace of the season that God has called you to be in. Absolutely. And so when you are working with women, um, what are some are well, I guess I should say, are there some, are there like specific kind of triggers that will come up? over and over again. Like the one that I'm thinking about in my mind, because this is the work that I do is finances. (laughs) Like, is there like a lot of, um, is it the people that you work with, do they have trouble kind of like making money? Do they have trouble like 
asking for what they're worth? Do they have, I mean, or is there even outside of finances, are there other triggers that seem to kind of constantly come up with the women that you work with and they seem like limiting beliefs or barriers to their success to kind of really step into their calling? Yes. And I think that no matter what level of success that we're at, we all have some form of triggers that present themselves. It's just that coming to getting to a place to recognizing that, okay, now I'm in this trigger and figuring out what to do with it. But um, as far as like just some of the common type of triggers that my, the ladies that I work with um, is, it's different. And I'm going to say this first, because when we talk about triggers, triggers, it finds its origin either in our past from things that have we've done or that has been done to us or in our present, you know, with current events that's happening or in the future, like we're looking so far ahead that we are triggered by the future. And so when I think about some of those uh, triggers as it relates to uh, my clients, it would be so like, say, for instance, if we deal with one from the past, the past would be like, you know, some of the past trauma um, that has happened with them or they're taking, um, you know, they're say, for instance, there was some abuse that happened. And so for those who've been abused before, they may show up and not want to be visible in their business or they uh, may they may be triggered by you know trying to take on, you know, being uh, um, we'll say. Um, speaking on stage because people are going to reject them or whatever the case may come behind that their past is starting to trigger them in their future and what they're what they're trying to accomplish their present it could be that you, they, they're feeling like whatever God is calling them to in that season that they feel inadequate like who am I so they're having that Moses effect coming up like who am I like I I'm not qualified for this position or I don't have enough money or I don't have enough experience like the rest of the people in my industry. And it's interesting because when I first started my uh, coaching business uh, full time, which was six years ago, the first thing that I came out the gate talking about is charging what you're worth, because I feel like that a lot of times with uh, women entrepreneurs, we have that struggle in trying to uh, people please. And with us trying to people please, then we we don't uh, position ourselves uh, firmly in the, the value that we truly bring to the marketplace because we're trying to please everybody. And when we try to please everybody, then we we end up hurting ourselves financially and not accomplishing what we set out to do. Um, and then the things when um, that last trigger as far as the future, sometimes one of those triggers when we're in the future is that we're looking at, we're, we've looked too far ahead into success. And so now we have the fear of success, the responsibility of it. What are people going to think if I make this much money? Will I be accepted in these other groups? Um, and and, and it's, so it just creates just all this, this dynamic of of, of type of inner turmoil of, of triggers that we're dealing with at any given point in season. And I feel like it just leads to self-sabotage, right? Like it's, Absolutely. I'm, sure, I'm sure you see that a ton, you know? And, um, and I think with the financial piece, you know, it is, it's so true. It's because, which, you know, there is something to be said about having, you know, right when you're starting out lower prices where you're kind of feeling out your audience, feeling out your services, feeling out whatever, but then, yeah, like you gotta, you have to know what you're worth. But it's really hard. I feel like when you've never been tasked with that, like I don't know what I'm worth. You know what I mean? Like, what is this worth to somebody? And it's it's definitely a journey. But I feel like we, I feel like the people that I've talked to, especially women of faith, they just their heart is good, right? My heart is good. Your heart is good. Like the it's 
out of the genuine, like wanting to help people and wanting to help as many people as you can. And so we, I feel like we kind of cap ourselves a little bit as far as like charging what we're worth or or not charging what we're worth. Um, But then we get ourselves in trouble because the truth is, is that sometimes when we're not charging quote unquote enough, the people who are investing in us aren't really invested in themselves. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like the higher I've started to make my coaching and my stuff, the, the more people are really ready to like, okay, well, I just invested that. So now I really need to invest in myself and actually follow through. And so do you feel like that's a piece of it? It's just that mindset of like, when you charge what you're worth, other people will see your value also. Absolutely. It's a day and night um, uh, type of mindset when the people that you work with, when you start to um, work with with people who um, are willing to pay or invest at a higher level, they think totally different because they're invested at a higher level. What I've found is that the more that um, I've charged for my service, the more invested that individual is about getting to uh, accomplish their goals and receive a certain outcome. And I will say, um, Stephanie, is that you, you, you're right in the beginning, you don't really know, like, you know, what kind of charge, what you, what your value is, I will say. Uh, But at the same time, I will, I want to counter that and kind of say that you do know, because like, even when you start a new job, you, you start a new job, you may not know all the ins and out of that new job, like a traditional job, but you know what you're going to go in and you're going to expect that you, you're going to say that, Hey, this is what we're going to negotiate for my salary. I feel like when we come in, we get on the other spectrum of entrepreneurship, we start to kind of compromise that because it's like, I don't feel like, you know, I've gotten that experience in all the things behind me for me to charge this certain amount. But what we find is it's the same thing application as when you start a job, like it's on the job training. And so while you're working, you're still getting paid just like you were doing on the traditional job, nothing changes. And so you learn as you grow and as you grow, you get to add more value. And as you add more value, then you get to charge a little bit more. And so I, I, I totally agree with that piece of it. But then also a lot of times with, as women entrepreneurs, um, we kind of have that mindset from, uh, you know, from our, our families, um, that, that make us feel <laughs> as if like, you know, from the church that's like, Oh, I can't charge that. Like we got to give, give, give. And so we kind of haven't struck that right balance of like, okay, so this is my ministry and then this is my charity. And so I feel like there has to be a boundary and understanding like what is your charity and then what is your actual business that you are that you're working. And then if this is your business, then you need to be charging the the uh for for your services at an appropriate rate. And I feel like I love that you just brought up the church because I love the church. Okay. But at the same time, I feel like there's a lot of preaching that is, you know, so much of the narrative that's like, oh, you know, CEOs or you're climbing this ladder and you realize it's this worldly ladder and, you know, not a godly one and, you know, all of these things. And it makes it feel like if you have reached some kind of worldly success that you have like basically just kind of went rogue. You know what I mean? And you've you've kind of forgotten your values, forgotten your whatever. And I hate that narrative um, just in general for obvious reasons. But I think that when you're talking about triggers and like future triggers. Um, I think that a a big thing, which is why I feel like you're, what you do is so freaking important and so amazing. Um, but if you're talking about future triggers, especially if you're a woman of faith, I feel like there's this level of like, 
okay, am I truly aligned or am I just like doing my own thing? Because the last thing I want to do is wake up and make, you know, $10 million a year and like totally have lost sight of, you know, God's purpose and place in my business because I've been chasing, you know, numbers or whatever. And it's easy to do that. I mean, it's, you know, that's the drift, that's the pool just in general. And so I feel like, you know, success almost is scary because you want to do it the right way. (laughs) So I feel like there's a little bit of tension there of like, how do I do this? But how do I do it with integrity and do it aligned? So I feel like this is probably your powerhouse of like (laughs) where you come in and really help women just in general. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the thing is, is I want to point out two things based on what you said. Um, the first thing is, is from the church. Absolutely love, love, love the church. Like you said, um, that is an anchor in our culture and our community. But I feel like there has to be a, a balance between religion and relationship. And then we also have to realize that um, when when we say that, that um, we were called as a church to be salt and light and to affect culture as a whole. And that includes like business. It includes in the entertainment. It includes all the things. And so we have to, we're called to go beyond the four walls of the church to go and impact the culture. And then as we impact influence and impact the culture, then guess what? We get to return those tithes or we get to help that uh, our communities get stronger from the, the profit that we've made. And so we, the, and from the blessings that, that's coming to our business. So it's healthy and it's good to make a, uh, a viable income. And then for the second thing is, is that, you know, you say, am I aligned as you're going along the journey and you start to question yourself and you're like, okay, am I doing the right thing? The wonderful thing about us as women entrepreneurs is that we're so intuitive. We know when we're not aligned. We know when we're just kind of just chasing the dollar and we don't feel that sense of purpose and satisfaction on the inside. Um, And so when you start to feel that, because that's like that, that's kind of a triggering type of thing. And so once you start to feel that trigger, then and that's an opportunity for you not to ignore it, but then you take time to assess like, okay, so what's really going on? What am I really feeling? Am I like, is this true? Like, am I just, am I just on this journey just to make a dollar or am I really influencing culture? Am I really making an impact or, and, and am I most importantly being fulfilled by the work that I'm doing? Because a lot of times what we start with, it's not the thing that we're supposed, we're, we're, that we have to stick with because from season to season, our calling and our role, it can change within the call. And so we may have different uh, uh, role. And so it may be time for you to up level from that. So when I first started, I started out as a career coach and then from a career coach, I became a business consultant. And so if I would have stayed stuck there and just trying to, oh, well, I'm just going to keep pushing and I'm just going to keep trying to make as much money as I can. I would have felt, and I did, I I felt a sense of unsatisfaction. And so that was my time to assess like, okay, I'm feeling something. What do I need to do about this right now? Is there something new that the Lord is trying to do through me? Is there, am I walking into a new season? So just being faithful and with the season that you're in, and then also being faithful to end that season when it's time for it to end. And I, I love that. And I also feel like um, what you were saying, like if when you, when, you know, women are so intuitive that we, we really do know <laughs> there really is like a, a hint, a heart, you know, pull when things are feeling off or feeling not right or whatever. But that's also why, like, that is also why coaches are so freaking important because like they're, they're the person who is objective. You know, I work with people and their money. And so it's like, 
you know, for them, they're so emotional. They're so into it. Money touches everything like, you know, and then I will like be able to look at it from this objective view and be like, oh no, this, this, this X, Y, Z, you know, whatever. And they're like, what, how did you figure that out? (laughs) And I'm like, because I'm not in it with you. You know what I mean? Like I have, I can see it from outside. So I feel like coaching is just so important because it's A, that accountability to make sure that you are feeling aligned. If you do have that pool intuitively, you have someone to talk to or, you know, vent to or um, have you kind of or help you kind of get back on track. But then also just that accountability, I feel like is so, so important. And I feel like sometimes... um, I mean, I feel like we can figure out our triggers because we get triggered by them. But typically, and let me know if this is the same kind of for what you see as a coach, but typically I will have my clients and they will be triggered by something clearly. And I'm like, oh, okay, hold on. You just skipped over something really big (laughs) because you clearly felt something and then you ran the opposite direction. You know what I mean? Um, And and I do a lot of work and I really believe, um, and I don't know if I can speak for you also as a coach, but like triggers are amazing. So many people are terrified of them, which there is a level, you know, depending on where they come from or whatever that, you know, they do need to kind of be addressed with caution and sometimes they need therapy or whatever to kind of really work through. But triggers are actually a really beautiful thing because that's where you can really start to make some serious movements and break some limiting beliefs. And that's where some like generational change can seriously happen. So do you feel the same way about that? Absolutely. I feel like that triggers can be a powerful informant. So as we were just talking, like when you, like what we were just saying about being on the right path or not being on the right path, or is is it time to shift from something or, you know, just like what you, when you were talking about like money, it's like you, you're getting triggered by money. Like that is an opportunity for you to assess like, well, why am I getting triggered by money? Is this something from my past that I need to go back and address? Is it something in my future? And have I put a limit on where, where I'm, I'm, I'm destined to go? Or am I, have I set something like way outlandish that I'm not even ready for that I need to just step back and take smaller steps to, towards it? So I feel like that it's a great informant if you use it, uh, properly in its, it, for what it's supposed to be. Um, a lot of people like to run over it, like you said, when you're coaching, because you, it, it's easier to run past something instead of dealing with it. And what we found is, is that if you don't own your story, then it becomes, it owns you. And if, and when, and when I say that, then that means you start to repeat the same cycles over and over and wondering why you're steady getting the same result. And when, but when we stop to assess like what's really happening and what's the, what's the, the mess behind what's presenting itself, then we can set ourselves up for a greater future. We can set ourselves up for a, a, a better positioning. And when we talk imposter syndrome, well, sometimes we need to assess like it, is that true? Because sometimes we are literally out of our lane and we are being an imposter in somebody else's business uh, when we were called to be in something else or do something else or do it differently. So we might be in the right industry, but we were called to do it differently. And so sometimes that can be a powerful informant if you use it correctly. Absolutely. And I was just, as you were saying that, I was thinking about people who are like, I mean, this isn't really business. I mean, it is business, just career wise, you know, who have like a family of doctors and you just feel led to be a doctor because everyone else freaking is. And there's pressure to be that. And then one day you wake up and you're like, man, 
it's not what I want. <laughs> this is not what I'm doing. I just kind of blindly followed what I felt like I should go. And then you wake up one day and you're like, this is not, this is not where I was supposed to go. Um, so yeah, I definitely think that that can happen. And I remember too, um, back when I started my business, um, I like was a crazy person for some reason. And I tried to have like 52 weeks of podcast episodes, like planned out at least like themes and whatever, you know, whatever I was like starting out. I just felt like I had to have it all together. Um, but then we got placed with those three kids and all these crazy things happened. Um, and then I remember, I remember like stressing out that, that when I was actually ready to start my business and my podcast and all this stuff that I'm like, man, I'm not going to have a plan. I'm going to get really behind and I'm not going to be consistent. And you know, all of these different things. I was like terrified. And I remember, uh, I was at women's Bible study one day and, uh, it was a, it was a study from Priscilla Schreier and it was on Jonah. And I think I was so tired during that season of my life that I just went there to have child care. <laughs> I don't really remember a ton from the, um, from the study. However, I feel like God literally woke me up. I did a whole episode on this, but literally woke me up while Priscilla Schreier said one thing and she was talking about Jonah three one. And it basically said, um, the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time, go to Nineveh and proclaim to it the message that I give you. And this is after all the craziness of Jonah, just in general. But for whatever reason, that stuck out to me because it didn't say go to Nineveh and proclaim to it the message that I have already given you or the message that you already know. It's like, I haven't even told you yet. <laughs> like you get your butt to Nineveh and then proclaim to it the message I will give you. You know, it was like this, you are on a need to know basis <laughs> as far as like what you are going to be teaching, preaching, coaching or whatever. And to me that like lifted such a burden off of my shoulders. Like I felt like, like I said, God woke me up in that moment to say, quit freaking planning the next 52 weeks. What are you doing? You know what I mean? You're a mom to seven kids right now. Like you need to just like wake up and do what I need to do. I mean, obviously plan, right? But that was the first time that I realized, oh, I'm actually not steering this business. <laughs> I'm on a need to know basis also. And like I said, there is planning and there is whatever, but it's like, I feel like I show up and even if I feel like whatever with content or whatever, I feel like eventually it will just come to me, you know, because like when you're truly partnered with God and with that's where you're, you want it, you're wanting to your business to go and be aligned with, you really are like just not out on a abandoned ship somewhere trying to do it yourself. Yeah. I love, love, love that, Stephanie. And what you're referring to is that basically walking in the spirit of obedience, because, you know, as entrepreneurs, we, 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 we were talking about earlier and being in that hustle culture, we're taught to, we got to have it all together. We have to have all the answers and all the things. But what we find is that the, when we are partnering with God and we're doing business God's way, that it tells us to lean not onto our own understanding, but lean on him and he will add everything. Thing. And what that means is that he'll add the content. He'll give you, he'll give you the wisdom. He'll give you the knowledge. He'll give you whatever you are needing for the call that he is, he is putting on you or for the direction that he is taking you. And so many times we put so much pressure on ourselves. And I am guilty of that. Of, of when I started out for the first a lot of years. <laughs> I can't even 
same account. Like I was just, I kept on putting so much pressure on myself to perform and to have all of this content and have all of this training done and ev- just everything. And the reason why I was doing that, because if I did, if I wasn't doing that, I felt like, well, I'm failing. And in and, and, and reality, I probably was failing uh, according to the world standard. But when I got back into alignment and partnership with Christ, I found that I was not failing. Um, I, I really, I was failing in him because I wasn't putting him first. I was, I was uh, idolizing success and I had missed the mark of waiting to, like you say, what she, what Priscilla Shire, Shire had said about Jonah, go to the place and I will give you the message. Get to the place and I will give you everything that you need. You don't need to be directing this boat. You don't need to be doing all of what you think you need to do. And what I found is that I got out of a place of hustle and bustle, bustle and struggle and strife. And I came into a place to where the authentic version of myself was coming through. And, and I'm sure that once you, with you um, in those 52 weeks, because, uh, you know, we laugh at it now because it's all, you know, it's, it's, it's something so ridiculous. That <laughs> Yeah. But when you look back now, you're just like, now you, you, you can feel a sense of peace and a sense of rest and, and a sense of trust knowing that he gave it to you. So since he gave it to you, he he began a good work. He will finish it to the end. Absolutely. I love that so much. And I think too, I realized at the beginning, you know, like, especially when you're just like a little kid with a candy shop, I feel like when you want to plan and like you have all this stuff in your head and you just want to work and whatever. And I, and I remember um, getting up really early um, at one point. I don't even know. It was like, I mean, 4.30 early, like before my babies, you know, whatever. And I'm like, okay, I want to have like my quiet time. I want to work on my business and do all of these things before my kids wake up and like take over my life, you know. And I remember one specific morning like sitting there and like sitting. I was, I think I was going through acts or something. And I was like going through this, but I just felt this pull to work on my business. And I'm like, focus, Stephanie. <laughs> focus on your quiet time and whatever. And I just kept feeling this pull to like create content for my business. And I felt so much guilt in that moment. Like I wanted my business over my quiet time. But then I heard like clear as day, like, what are you doing? Like I also can be in your business. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like a straight like divine download. I feel like where God was like, this is great that you want to read about acts. That's cool. But like I can also be just as present while you're creating content, not that your quiet time and separate, you know, obviously scripture, whatever is not important. But I also feel like I broke some like legalistic (laughs) tendencies um, in my own life and realized how to really make um, there not be a hard line. Like I learned how to have God in my business and then also spend like time outside of my business and all. And like there was just as a lot of fluidity and less guilt around whatever else. So that was really, really important breakthrough for me also. Yes. I love that because when we do that, like, you know, we were breaking, like you say, the legal type stuff, because it's not about religion. It's about a relationship. And if we're in a true relationship with Christ, then what happens is, is that he, he becomes part of all facets of our life. Not just when we just, you know, praying about the Bible or reading the Bible, like, Hey, 
hey, daughter, like I want to walk with you in your business. Like, show me your plans. Let me help you with that. Like, let me help you write that content. And it just changes the way that you do business there. And you'll find that the two are one. It's not, it's not two different things. It's one thing. And as you're walking along this journey that we call life, God is partnering with us through it all, but we have to give him the permission to do so. And so many times we try to carry the weight of the calling by ourselves and trying to figure out all things. And then we find ourselves burned out or operating from the wrong lane or you just in just this place of strife when really we didn't have to be there if we would just really just like partner with him and those inclinations that you're feeling that's him trying to get your attention like you said he's trying to get your attention and say hey like I like I said like I want to show you something else like I have some ideas for you that's really going to take you somewhere else or that's going to help my the people that I'm calling you to serve and so it's just a phenomenal thing when you when you're able to find that place you find peace you find clarity you find all the things that you've been lacking and you find a new kind of joy even oh absolutely and i feel i do i feel that's exactly what it was it was like once i kind of had this breakthrough of like girl i'm also in your business so what do you like why do you think you're antsy right now and want to like open up your <laughs> word document and like vomit all of this content and speak where do you think that's coming from you know it's like i have stuff to do like can we just can we i thank you for wanting to learn about this, but can we like move to this because this is where I really want to work today. And so if we can just learn and realize like it's literally everywhere, you know what I mean? When you're partnering, partnering with God and it's like, it just changes things. It just makes it lighter. I don't even know like how else to, um, how else to explain it. But, um, but speaking of content and creating content, can you, so you have your book powerful beyond belief. Can you like just do a quick 10,000 foot view of that book and, can people, is it on Amazon? Like, can people find it on there? Where is that? Um, where is that at? So powerful beyond belief. Um, that is it's, it, it's a book that I wrote. It's called the subtitle is it's time to release who you think you need to be to become the entrepreneur that you were called to be. And basically it's a framework to help you to overcome the, uh, limiting beliefs that you've been taught to believe so that you can become the powerful entrepreneur that Christ has called you to be. Um, and you know, what I found just real quick is that it's not only the, this has helped not only, uh, just business owners, but it's helped people who are not business owners because it's just, it's helping you to what, do exactly what I talked about earlier is to go uh, awareness, create awareness, reconcile and create alignment. And so if that's something that you're needing, then, um, yes, you can find that on Amazon. And then there's also, um, some free videos from um, some experts who um, will help you uh, walk through the the journey of like purpose and um, mindset and self, uh, I mean, and love and acceptance and all the things that we deal with when we're walking along that journey of becoming an entrepreneur. And you can find that uh, those interviews at LaDondraHerby.com forward slash book. Awesome. And I will put all of that in the show notes also. So you guys will all have access to that. And so, okay. So as we kind of wrap up, I've loved this conversation. And I always feel like every time I get on with somebody, we could have like a two hour conversation. It would be fine. Um, but I know that not everybody <laughs> has two hours to listen. Um, so if there was like, one last thing. Um, I know that there are, first of all, obviously a ton of mom that listen to this podcast. I also know there are a lot of entrepreneurs um, just in general. And like you said, even if you're not an entrepreneur or even in the quote unquote business world, just 
living your life aligned in purpose, like that is a huge, huge thing. So um, if you just had like one last kind of piece of advice or encouragement or wisdom or whatever it might be, what would that be? I would say my last um, encouragement will come from um, I, yeah, scripture, Luke 1 and 37, I believe it is, for with Christ, nothing is impossible. And I, I want to encourage you with that particular scripture, because sometimes as mothers, we feel like that or mothers or, you know, if we come from troubled backgrounds or we're married or whatever the case is that we just have so much going on that's um, around us that sometimes we forget ourselves. We forget our purposes. We forget that we have destiny on the other side of those roles that we play. And so with that being said, then we, we tend to just like I say, lose ourselves and, and, and stop dreaming. And we stop dreaming at the capacity that God really wants us to dream. And I just want to remind you that you were called for a purpose and it was, it's something greater than you can even imagine. And so if you're feeling any fear, you're feeling any doubt, you're feeling any insecurities or whatever that is, remember that you get to partner with Christ. And when you partner with Christ, uh, nothing is, uh, is impossible to you. Nothing is unaccessible. Nothing is, nothing is beyond your reach. So remember who you are and remember whose you are and remember that you are powerful beyond anything that you can ever believe about yourself. Oh my goodness. I love that so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on and just speaking life over the people who tune in and listen to this uh, right now. Is there, um, where can people find you if they want to just follow up with you, talk with you, possibly invest in your coaching? Um, and is that, do you offer any other uh, services outside of coaching? The biggest thing that I'm offering um, in, in focusing on where God has my attention is in the faith-based business community, um, women operating kingdom enterprises and, and, um, and with the book. And then there's private coaching, but I do very, very little of the private coaching, but you can find out all information um, on my website at LaDondraHervey.com. Um, and then on social media, it's all LaDondra Hervey, except for Facebook. And that one is at the LaDondra Hervey because Facebook wouldn't allow me to be great with just my name. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. All right. Well, thank you so, so much for coming on. And I will put all of the stuff that we just talked about in the show notes and um, link to all the different places that people can find you. But thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, Stephanie, for having me. This has been a phenomenal interview. Okay. I absolutely loved this conversation with LaDondra and make sure to check out the show notes for all the ways you guys can get in contact with her and also just look into her book, Powerful Beyond Belief. I really hope that this episode encouraged you. And as always, I hope that you have a wonderful, wonderful week where you decide to work on becoming just 1% better this week on one specific area, be it, you know, your marriage or relationship, your health, mindset, your faith, finances, parenting, whatever the heck, right? And I look forward to walking with you to help you find your grit while completely covering you in grace.